1: So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today.
0: You're listening to
2: Ask Me Millwall, broadcasting from beautiful South Germany. Except
0: no substitutes. Hello, and welcome back to another edition of Millwall Lionesses. We are joined today by as ever, Michael Avery. How are you doing, Michael?
3: I'm not bad, Mister Loftus. What are we on? Ch- um, episode five now.
0: Episode five. They are coming thick and fast, and with good so reason. We've,
3: uh, yeah. So we we survived. We survived the pilot. So we've not. So we're doing quite well. We just need to. We speak to Mister Hart about a second series.
0: Hopefully, he will uh, commission it. You know. You know how it is with him. He's always uh, dictating the way things go. Hopefully, we have the content to keep him and the listeners satisfied and in an effort to do so we are joined by Millwall's defender Sean Fitzpatrick Sean how are you doing
2: i'm good thank you i'm great thanks
0: thank you for coming on um, you are obviously millwall defender the season is slowly getting underway couple games into pre-season now how has it been going
2: yeah it's, well the results would say not good but <laughs> but it's been good um i've enjoyed it um, it's been good to be back um, I've, I've I, you know, I've got a lot of time for the new manager and the backroom staff and everyone that's there. So, um, so far, training's been good. Um, the only thing that isn't reflective is, is the results, but it's pre-season, so you know, everyone's got to kind of find their feet and stuff. So, I'm not too concerned about the results at the moment.
3: I know exactly, exactly. And um, and to, to be honest, Sean, as we've touched on uh, with previous guests before, a, a lot of these trials are actually really aimed at the performances and how we react in these games more so than the results but that's how pre-season preseason really is anyway um so just yeah. ju- let's just um touch on it a bit so you, you've been with even though you've only been with mill for the year you know you've you've been with mill since since the relaunch you know I, I remember yeah. you um from one of our literally one of our first ever friendlies since we started again and you know you you look on all these players and I remember saying uh, I said that girl over there. You know, she's she's one of these ones we want to sign definitely. <laughs> and, you know, you can see that quite early on. So even though you're seen as one of the more senior players, mm-hmm. t- tell us how it how it came about. You know, with, with you joining me or how you got involved, and uh, you know what it was like right at the beginning. Because because even from even from the outside, um, as someone in the in the media team or in the backroom staff. It, it really was a bit of a step into the unknown, wasn't
2: it? Yeah, yeah, it was. So um, in terms of how I even came into Millwall, um, I was there was a, a guy called Anthony Ferguson who knew Nick. Um, he saw me play randomly at St George's Park. It was just like a kick around. Um, it wasn't anything serious. We were just on a coach's day out. He said to me, When you're ready to take your football seriously, let me know. <laughs> so I was like, okay. So um he kind of recommended me to Nick. Um so I went down for a trial in um Dartford at the time. Really enjoyed it. Nick told me to come back. Um and then we were just kind of I we was just kind of going from there really. So every time Nick told me to come to training, I would. When he told me to come to a game, I would. Um and that was I think around June time. Um and then I was I was quite honest with the club as well. I was on trial elsewhere, but um even though Millwall's set up at the time, it was, everything was a little bit up in the air. We didn't know what league we were going into. Um, and then the whole break-off with the other club, and we wasn't sure where it was going to be, but... I don't know, I guess I just gravitated towards that environment. Um, Nick always stayed in contact with me um, and I was performing well. So it just kind of made sense. And then, once slowly everything started to make sense, um, obviously the old manager came in and the backroom staff were set. And, and then, slowly, even though we still didn't know what legal we were going into for a little while, but I suppose it was the environment that was being built that I liked. Mm-hmm. So I just kind of stuck around, even though I had signed um, without knowing much, basically. Um, But I just liked the environment and I liked the people and the girls were really nice. So it just kind of made sense for me to stay um, and to sign. And I didn't get the feeling, I didn't get that kind of feeling at the other clubs I was on trial at. So, um, but I just, I just kind of, I just had a good feeling about it, really. So, so by the time you got to say July, August, um, yeah. I would signed and then we went down to the den, had the media day.
3: No, Happy exactly, days. exactly. <laughs> and 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 one one of the things with Millwall, I mean, even though even though as we've touched on um on other shows, you know, the size of, of Millwall lionesses, the the primary function um for, for anyone connected to Millwall, we're talking about the men's team, the women's team, fans, community mm-hmm. trusts, you name it it's all to really be that sort of community spirit isn't it and it's really to be yeah. you know you're, you're representing you're not just representing Millwall you're representing a fan base you're representing a community you're representing families um can, can you can you feel that um as you say there you know uh you know I had a good feel to that but can you really feel that sense of togetherness at the club
2: yeah especially within the players um that's that's the that's what's most important because at the end of the day, um, you do feel it from the from the fans and you feel it from the club, um, you know, like the, the we've got a we've got a, a good support at home games and stuff like that. We've got good support at away games to be honest, but we've got a good support at home games, um, and you know, you're, you there's always someone checking in on you and making sure you're okay. And this, this it's quite a, it's quite a big backroom team, I suppose. Um, so there's always someone that you can go to, and if there is any other issues, you're never it never resonates for too long mm-hmm. and there's always someone willing to try and problem solve well, that's what's most important is having that togetherness within the team and that can often be difficult with females so um but, but there's a massive togetherness we really stick together the whole you know like the league being nullified so yeah there's definitely family feeling at the club
0: Great. that that is great to hear Sean that's that's you know the message that the club has been putting out is that that family feeling that togetherness and I think um no, I think speaking to Harry who was at the game last week who, who, who we'll hear from later he definitely had that going through you um off the pitch or on off on a different pitch maybe you are you do a bit of coaching and you're working towards your coaching badges um what can you tell us about that and you know does does that influence you as, as a player on the pitch with the Lionesses?
2: Um yeah so I've just been given a new role um I'll be the head of the post-16 girls academy at Sutton. Um, I'm currently undergoing my level two. So I've been coaching for about three, four years now. Um, so I've done, I've done under 18s boys. I've done um, 16 to 19 girls. I've done under 16s boys. So I've been in and around for a bit in terms of different age groups and stuff. Um, it, it does massively help at, at the club, at Millwall. Um, I'm sure it helps Katie massively. Um, as a coach, there's, there's things that you do you may understand quicker. Um, you know, some of the things that Katie may try to explain, you kind of just get it because you're a coach. Yeah. Um, and then it allows you to then, to then um, mirror the message to the players. Um, so if there's anyone that isn't quite getting it or doesn't understand, or just need some extra support, um, you can kind of put your coach's brain on and, and help. Um, it, it helps on match day. It allows you to problem solve. Um, and yeah, I think having a having a, coaching brain let's say or even um having coaching experience massively helps in regards to leading I would say um off the pitch at training um because there's just a, there's a lot of things that even you know I know I, I understand some of Katie's frustration sometimes I understand when she has to problem solve, and you do see things differently as a coach than you do as a player yeah. um so yeah it's good it's good it's a good benefit to have no, indeed yes.
3: indeed and um Let's let get to know you as a player as a person, Sean. Um, yeah. Let's ask the infamous question that most shudder at. So, who did you uh, who did you support growing up? <laughs> <With> no, <them.
0: laughs> cut. Yeah, cut I,
2: probably, no, I probably, probably shouldn't
0: say that, should I? <laughs> no, what was yeah. that? What's our record now, Michael? My Two children and a, a West Ham fan. fan.
3: Yeah, no, no, indeed.
2: Yeah, I just got brainwashed from young. Really, <laughs> it, happens. it happens. It happens. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so I, I I tried to keep that one quiet in and around the club to be honest.
3: Yeah, yeah, 300, 350 listeners we're averaging at the moment. Yeah, so that'll be <laughs> that'll be three hundred and fifty very disappointed emails we'll be getting.
2: Yeah, um, I'm so sorry.
3: No, 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 indeed, indeed. So, um, so, so just just on another point as well. So, some people that we've been uh we've been having on um as part of the teammate section, they've, they've called you the most intelligent quite a number of times. Uh, how much? <laughs> Um, The two questions I want to ask you is, one, is this true? And two, if it's not, how much (laughs) are you paying to bribe them?
2: I can't give away my fees, I'm afraid. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, but the price list is private. Um, Well, I mean, I think I'd be blowing my own trumpet if I said yes. Um, And I think it comes down to more... uh, It's probably more age, if anything, um, because I'm one of the older players. So... I've probably just seen a bit more, experienced a bit more. Um, I've just had a little bit more time in the game. So um, I'm sure there are players that when they get to over 25, um, they'll be exactly the same. uh, It's not like I've got
3: some superpower. What I worry about, Sean, is when you start being called wise, that's when it's time to retire.
2: I'm there. Oh, no, I'm there. I'm there. I'm there. I'm starting to get that already. Oh, she's got so much wisdom. I think, oh, God.
0: That is that coaching brain, but
2: um, yeah, yeah, yeah it's that coaching brain. This is pretty down to that
0: and not the age. <laughs> oh no, definitely, definitely. It's the the experience that you bring. Um, so <laughs> uh, talking a bit about, yeah. you know, Saturday, Sunday's game against Villaricki. Um, you know, you said it, it's not been the the fastest starts. Um, in terms of results, but you know, it's it they're really tough games that you've had. I mean, Villaricki, a national side who you know have a, an experienced yeah. squad, a strong squad, and the, the first half was difficult, but. You know, from chatting to Michael and, and, and Nick and, and Katie, there there's a lot of promising signs from the team, especially some of the the young players coming in. Um, what what do you think how, how yeah. the squad is shaping up and what have you seen signs that are gonna, you know, benefit this season?
2: Um, I think, you know, as a when if you're a manager and you've got a squad of twenty four, um, but you can only bring sixteen it's gonna be hard for you. Um, and the quality of the players are good. So it is gonna be hard for you to find your feet, find what formation works. Um, you know, me and Katie have had um a lot of conversations after games, um, I and mean, we've spoken about all of like the challenges that she has. Um, but I do think that it is promising. Like I said, the quality of the players are are very good and um, it's good competition like between individuals and propositions and i think it's a lot for it's a lot for you to think about it keeps players on their toes and um, but that second half performance was was outrageous to be honest and not outrageous in a bad way but i mean like it was unreal it was so good um and i think yeah not in a bad way but i think um even um i even said to katie after the game that in terms of the formation change that she made um mm. i think she should have trusted herself from the very beginning um i i completely back her philosophy i back everything that she says so um i think she should have trusted that that was going to work from the beginning yeah. um and it did so and it's not a formation that we played last year but it it worked at the end of the day and it made a world of a difference come that second half so um yeah i think there's a lot of there was a lot of notable performances that day um and i think that the, for the younger players like and when i say young i'm talking like 16 like just started women's women's football yeah um i think that it's a it's a good experience for them especially because it's it's hard when you're 16 17 and you're up against a 31 year old who's calling you a donkey <laughs> so and and the, do you know what i mean and these 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 players that are of my age 27 and up um we, we'll get into young players heads because because of the experience that we have. And I think that, um, you know, when they realise that at 16, if you're brave, if you're vocal, um, all of that kind of stuff makes such a difference to your game. And you may not realise that, like I'm saying, until you're up against someone who has it, and then you have to match them. So I think it's a good experience for them. And I think they showed that in the second Oh, indeed,
3: half. indeed. And, Sian, um, we've, we've had a look. The, the fixtures have been released, or the opening weekend fixture now, 13th yeah. September, so it's not too far away now. Um, we've got Stevenage um, away now. For those who've been following the Lionesses, obviously before the season was null and void, um, we we was unbeaten um, in the league, but there were two games um, we drew, wasn't there? And yeah. um, and one of those was, was Stevenage. Now, I I personally felt um, that Stevenage are possibly, especially when we watched them play, I think we we just got the one all, didn't we? Um, at St Paul's. Mm-hmm. Um, they're a real banana skin Sean, aren't they i mean they they yeah. that that's um to 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 give some credit to stevenage that that's probably if if we had a choice that probably wouldn't have been the one we wanted stevenage away first game of the season obviously obviously yeah. we'll obviously we will um we'll still prepare for that in the same way we prepare prepare for every game but um again we're a regional level team but but they are a good team stevenage aren't they
2: very good you can't take anything away from them um they're a good team, you can't, you can't get complacent in a game like that. They'll keep going 70th minute, 80th minute, 90th minute, they'll carry on. Um, they're very well-drilled side. Um, so I would never take anything away from Stevenage Edge. Um, but obviously I have to have faith. <laughs> I have to have faith no, in my no, team no, and my squad. Um, and I do believe that we can that we can get the result that I think we deserve um and we should get, but you cannot go into a game like Stevenage feeling like you're going to walk or, walk all over them because yeah, I, f-
3: I felt with the um, I felt the Stevenage game obviously watching from the sidelines that, that they they really know how to, they really knew how to contain the game. Now they're they're one of those teams that if, if you're a fan of Stevenage, you, you'd be you'd be frustrated by them because that they, they play so well against a team like Millwall Lionesses, but then they'll have mm-hmm. a result that. That they'll lose, and you just won't expect it. I, I mean, I remember yeah. seeing a couple of weeks later after our game that they lost, and you know, it, it 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 blew up the group chat. We're like, "Well, how did how did Stevenage lose? Not not in a horrible way to the opposition, but for a team who was so composed and so well organised and well structured to then lose a couple of weeks later. Mm-hmm. You know, we we do we do really need to be our best and away from home as well. St. St. Paul's is our fortress, isn't it?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's um. Yeah, that's that's our home ground. Um and that is where the results are gonna come from in my opinion. Um so the thing is is, a, is about a team like a team like Stevenage, let's say, or not even just Stevenage per se, but I think with a lot of teams, because it happened to us, um I think what can happen is is that you play against a team that play at a very high standard and you match that standard. And then when you play another team that say may not be as well drilled and may not be as well rehearsed, you kind of lower your own standard. Um yeah, and that's po- probably what was happening with Stevenage. Um, yeah. you know they've come against us, we're and they and they came, they came with their best game. And what was happening last year, and I'm sure what happened this year, is that we're the ones to beat. That's it. So everybody's going to come with their best eleven. They're going to come with their highest determination because if you beat Millwall, you've made a statement in the league. No, so absolutely. that's why we can't we can't get complacent and we need to have the same attitude when we go into in, into these games that we 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 still want to be the ones to beat we still we want you to come and bring our, our your a game to us of course we do we want the competition we want the fight so and you know like we speak a lot about about the badge and the club and and you know you play for Millwall you play like a lion and you're supposed to have that that high level of fire in you and determination so we need to bring it so that these teams can bring it to us and yeah St Paul's is is where we should be getting the results, and you should be worried <laughs> about coming to Saint Paul's you should so no. um and I think that I'm, I think it, the competition will be good
0: brilliant and in in preparation for that that tough opening fixture, as Michael and yourself alluded to, you've got bees London bees away or at home this this weekend London bees 11 yeah. that's another really tough game against a yeah. you know a women's championship side um it'll be a, a select 11 from them. That's a, another tough game mm-hmm. after a, a tough Biliriki game. So that, how, how are you looking mm-hmm. forward to that? And, you know, how, how are these tough games preparing the side for for the season ahead?
2: Oh, well, the truth is, I'd be lying if I said I wasn't nervous. <laughs> I mean, I spoke to Libby at the game at Biliriki and we were saying that um, my nerves were like, it might as well have been a cup final. <laughs> I, was, I was so nervous, but at the same time... Um, it's a good experience, you know, playing at a place like Bellericki. Let's say with eighteen hundred seats or whatever, um, is is a massive experience. Playing someone like London Bees, is good exposure. It's a good experience to have. That's probably the highest level team I've played in the sixteen years I've been playing or whatever. So it's a um, I'm looking forward to it, but it is nerve wracking. It can be, um, and I just think that you kind of just need to focus on doing your job if that makes sense. That's how I managed to get to get past it. Is I just think just do your job, Sean, and do it well, and you'll get yourself through these 90 minutes. And you kind of have to try your best to not focus on the brand that London Bees have too much. Um, obviously, you can't take anything away from a team like London Bees, they play at such a high standard. But I think that at the end of the day, um, if I'm playing left back, let's say for example, um, I, all I need to focus on right now is the right mid in front of me. That's it. I don't need to focus on anything else, um, and just winning your individual battles and doing what you can and doing it well. That's that will probably what will get me <laughs> through those ninety minutes because it'll Brilliant. be tough.
0: Well, hopefully, we you know we wish you all the best for that for that weekend for this Sunday's game and also for the for the season ahead. Thank you so much for joining us, Sean. Um, it's been a pleasure having you on. So thank we're, you very much. I appreciate not, it. No problem, Sean. All the best for the season ahead. Now we have a, an interview, Michael, from yourself and one Mr. Harry Warren, our Roman reporter, who spoke to Nick Farrell after the game.
3: Yeah, no, it was, uh, it was, it was rather interesting. I think, I think Harry stepped up to the plate in his, uh, in his debut as Roman reporter. And uh, you never know, you might see him being interviewed on a, or doing the interviewing on Match Day um, in the
0: not-too-distant future. We can only hope. Let's hear from them now. Bombas, big comfort for everyone.
3: Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase.
2: Achtung, Millwall.
3: So Nick Farrell, this is Michael Avery and uh, Harry Warren from Acton Millwall. So what do we think of uh, today's game?
1: Um, I would say the girls felt very nervous to start with. But as soon as those nerves kind of left, we did go for a formation change at halftime. And myself and Katie discussed together and found that it then worked. Um, the second half was obviously so much better than the first half. But as soon as the pressure was lifted, um, you know the girls just played their football, showed their creativity, and they just gelled more as a team. And, and uh, I've, I've got to say, the second half was a very much more positive than the first half.
3: It was. It was a game of two halves. Um... The first half, uh, you know, the, the, the scoreline says it was, it was pretty much over it on, on the 45-minute mark. But, all things considering, there were some good moments. Um, every time Dell got the ball, she looked like she wanted to try something. Molly kept cutting him well. Shannon beat her player, Alyssa Miranda as well. Do you think that, um, going forward, we, we offered something?
1: I mean, I, th- I think the first thing we need to make absolutely crystal clear... Biliriki are a fantastic team I've, I've followed Biliriki for a couple of years now and they're always good for a game they've got a great bunch of girls their girls their girls are very high standards they're very prepared to go forward um, and they they just have they just have a fantastic level of of effort and, and, and that's really important from them um, in regards to us I, I, i've got to say. The trialists that come on made a fantastic impact, yeah. the substitutes that come on made a fantastic impact as well. But again, you know, Bill Ricky are a tough team, they're a great team with some great players, so it's a good learning curve for us. And the, 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 the way to sum it up is afterwards, we, just, we go again on, on Sunday, we go again on training and then we play on Sunday. Harry, from a neutral point of view?
4: Yeah, I mean, obviously it's my first experience with watching the Lionesses. Um, I think I can only echo what Nick said, watching the game. Um, you know, we've all watched games of football where the team looks nervous. I think, I don't know whether the girls put pressure on themselves, but it looked like, as soon as that, as, as Nick said, as soon as that was lifted, <laughs> they looked like a totally different side and didn't look, considering the fact that the opposition we're playing are two levels above, they, they didn't look two levels above when when they got down when Mill got the ball down and actually played so yeah I'm, I'm a I i am suppose Nick will feel maybe disappointed and maybe as a learning experience it'll be something that the girls will learn more out of than what they would have done playing mm. a team where they turn up and win 11-10 nil every week where mm. You'll play a side that are a little bit better than you in the pyramid, and you'll you'll learn from that. Hopefully, I suppose that's the way you have to treat these games. Yeah.
1: Having having someone like Scott as their manager, who's just come in, um, who's new in post. I, I don't know how many games he's played so far. Scott's <laughs> Scott's gone in with high standards again, and the the tempo and the intensity. What you heard from their players is you know high tempo, high intensity. It's a fantastic, <laughs> fantastic <laughs> challenge for us. Not necessarily about the score, you know, but. The things that we've looked at today and the effort, it's a positive. It's a positive thing to take away, especially in that second half. Mm. As 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 we said as well, Nick, and um,
3: one of the reasons why these fixtures was chosen to a degree um, was was we we knew that there was a chance we wouldn't get much from this result-wise, but there'd be learning curves. We we were saying on the sidelines. Um, through the first half and the second half that we feel that you would learn more from this type of game than you would if you was to win a league game 10, 11, 12, 13-0. And that's no disrespect to our opposition in the league we're in, in the ERWFL, but if you, if, you want, if you want to be with the best, you've got to play the best and this is how you learn from the best.
1: I mean, we, it's all well and good that we, we say to the girls, two to four years, wouldn't you just be national? But unless they start getting a taste of that now, They're never going to know. So a lot of those girls, bear in mind they're about 16, 17, 18, they need to go away and kind of realise, right, this is the level I'm getting to. And that is a psychological fantastic (laughs) challenge for them to reach. Which I think is I think is brilliant. You know, and the the girls now know to get to that level that's where they need to be. Exactly, exactly. Final thoughts from Mr Warren? Yeah, it's
4: uh it was good. It was good to watch a lot of experience. I think to see the formation change and the difference that they had <laughs> yeah, in the game, especially second half. I thought the I don't know the young girl's name, but the goalkeeper who came on was unlucky to concede with the goal. I think other than that she had a fantastic second half. Um which was nice to see a player come on in that in that kind of pressure because it must have been horrible sitting on the sideline for a whole first half thinking that's coming your way and then she dealt with it really well. So, yes, yeah, it's, it's interesting to come and watch a totally different type of football. I would, When you're allowed back, I suggest that everyone come and watch a game at the Lionesses. At, where is it? Is it Dan? Down uh, yeah, yeah. at St. Paul's. Yeah, down at St. Paul's. So, yeah, definitely.
3: Nick, Nick Farrell, Harry Warren, thank you very much. Come on, you Lionesses. Cheers, mate. Achtung, Melwald.
0: A very good post-match interview there from Michael Avery and fan favourite Harry Warren, and the man himself joins us now. Harry, how are you doing? Thanks for coming on the pod, mate.
4: No worries. It's a pleasure to be here on the um, uh, the sister pod, I believe it should be referred to, I'm presuming. So, I've, yeah, the- I've made all all my wall at Wall now. I've got the hat trick. I've done all of them. There you go. We can't no, keep no, you no, off, Harry. And, and nothing, nothing, says sister pod more than three fellas talking about. Well, that well. there we go. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe we have to start. Maybe we have to get a female involved. I don't know. Is there a, is there a Millwall lionesses fan that wants to wants to get involved? I don't know. You never know. So,
3: Harry. So, it it weren't just your first sort of lionesses game um, on Sunday just gone. It was your first. Women's football game, like
4: live, I believe, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. I mean, I'd watched obviously the England lionesses um, when they got beaten. Did they get beaten in the semi-final? Yeah, it's last USA. own goal, bizarre mm-hmm. own goal. Yeah, yeah. I, I watched that, and then I think I watched them when they were terrible under Phil Neville. Um, and sort of that was that's my only real involvement of women's football. So obviously, to go and see the game was nice um Biliriki, i've got to say I'd never been to their ground before and I thought what a fantastic lower league setup that is i thought it was um very very professional very very um very impressive actually exactly and
3: and with with, with Biliriki, i mean I, I was there with you as you know um well i hope you remember I was stood yeah, I do, yeah. most, or, or stood socially distant from you for most of the game. um but, but as you say there with billrickckey you know there's there's a lot of people who have sort of like poked fingers and had a bit of a laugh about old, old chairmen and old owners and players going down there. But, but as, as you say, when you when you walk in, it's it's, it's to a point quite jaw dropping just how how good it is for for that level. And with the women's team there, it's a nice little pitch and it, it really had a chance for the two sides to express themselves. And even though yeah, we we know the scoreline wasn't wasn't great for Millwall particularly. There's a fantastic learning curve. I, f- I feel for the players in the sense that you know this this was an opposition who were uh, further up the pyramid than Millwall. At times it did show, but there were times as well where certain players from Millwall did match the opposition. What what was your thoughts of the game? Harry? Um,
4: I mean, it it was like a whirlwind start, wasn't it? It was very um. I, I can understand why the girls gave away four quick goals in a way because they were two of the goals were the same. Um, at the same mistakes were made, but they were rectified very quickly, so to be 4-0 down in 10 minutes, kind of, it did flatter Billerickie a bit, and I know it sounds silly to say 4-0, because they were four chances and they took all of them, and and they were you know, if it, I can only compare it to your experiences with men's football, and it would be like you know, um a bit like the Millwall Forest game, if we'd been 3-0 up in 10 minutes and we'd scored all three chances, you have gone, what's going on here, you know what I mean, it wouldn't be it's not, a, it wasn't, a, I wouldn't say that's a usual um, sort of like a usual match experience in a sense, but they recovered well because they didn't, they could have conceded a lot more in that first half, if, if we're being honest. But I was more impressed with the reaction at half time, the, the changes that they made. Um, the young girl, I'm terrible because, again, I'll have to learn the girls' names. Uh, but for now, I only know them by their squad numbers. They don't have shirt, uh, names on the back of the shirt. So the 23 come on, which I think we've signed. Is her name Charlotte? I'm not too sure. Charlie Casey, yeah, centre-half. There we go. Um, So she come on and I thought she'd done really, really well. Um, I was really impressed, um, surprised of how young she actually is um, in terms of her maturity. Um, And I thought in the second half, uh, we changed keepers as well. I thought the girl would come on um, at half-time. was really, really good in goal. Very unlucky to concede the goal that she did. but that should be what the girls take away. And and the mentality side of it, uh, they didn't capitulate in the second half. They done. They went and matched with the Ricky. Admittedly, the Ricky made changes, but they got the ball down. They played. They created sort of half chances without any, creating anything clear-cut. And they battled. And at the end of the day, it's the same with the men's side. If we get beaten by a team and everyone's... You know, if we get beat and everyone's put a shift in, you can't really moan. That's kind of Millwall. So, I I can see that there's they were just, there was a few girls that were disappointed when they come off at the end, and I thought that was that was positive to see because they that obviously meant that they care. And again, as I'm saying, for someone from the outside looking in, that's the first thing that any Millwall fan, whether it be the men's team or the women's team, is that we ask is that you care, you put a shift in, and you and you try. Try your best, and uh, if you win or you lose after that, we can only ask for that, really. And um, yeah, it was, it was nice. It was it was a different experience, but definitely will be coming to games this season. Definitely for sure.
3: No, indeed. And with you, you, t- you touched on Charlie Casey there at centre half, um, and uh, and Millie the goalkeeper, and, and she she some of those saves she's pulling off, Harry. And, and we weren't saying this as sort of like Millwall sort of fans, if you will, or wall, um, people who associated with the pod or the club. But they were some phenomenal saves for a girl of her age to make, as you say. You know, that, the first one in the opening minute, a lot of keepers, especially with that age and that inexperience, that could have gone under them at the near post, but she pushed it around nicely. She came out and challenged. You touched on Charlie Casey the way she was bossing around that back four was was incredible for a, for a girl again of what 16 17 years of age the way she was she could she was spotting things i don't know if you noticed that harry but she would yeah, be saying to a full back get tight get this and you think 16 year old girl just coming into the first team going through the youth system still incredibly young and and f- even though millwall were a young side and millwall were um a side who have got a lot of players who who um, in some areas would play uh, development
4: football. She's got to be happy. With oh her yeah, problems. absolutely. I mean, the one criticism would be that it was very, very quiet. um You know, you can only go from from sitting there. There weren't a lot of people there, obviously behind closed doors, and it was very quiet. And there was a lot more talking second half. And I, I just hope that, as he said, when when you guys were talking on the pod a couple of weeks ago, and you said that you know the fixtures are. A learning experience and Mike, you said on the day that we'd learn more from getting you know getting beat then last season where we were beating teams you know ourselves sort of six seven eight nines with no disrespect to the to the teams in our division but you know the 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 shocks in football are when sides come up against each other and you get beat and you learn from that and you recover and you go and you go again kind of thing you you learn more from setbacks in life than you do from success and. To to put the performance in, they did the second half. I mean, uh, the young girl Millie, did you say her name was in goal? I mean, the 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 one that she conceded was was pure pure bad luck. It could happen to anyone. It could. It, it's literally taken a, a weird sort of deflection bounce and, and caught her out. That she deserved the clean sheet for her performance. I mean, the save she was making. I, I can only say that um, the athleticism of her in terms of her spring from from standing positions as a keeper was fantastic she really really did seem to despite the fact how small she is she did seem to fill the goal you know immensely like she had a presence and a character about her and always when a goalkeeper's got a bit about them they they tend to tend to be pretty decent don't they and then obviously as you said with with the centre half shouting, barking orders, you always need a leader, and it was very, very noticeable that when she started to be a bit more vocal, started to be a bit of that leader, of that back four, that we suddenly looked a lot more solid at the back, and we went forward, you know, into into that second half a lot more settled, and we looked, you know, the side that you, without being fake, you looked like a, we looked like a side that were together rather than sort of. Eleven strangers, which we did in the first sort of ten minutes of the game, which obviously I'm sure the girls know themselves can't happen again, really. And I just hope that they they learn from it, and I'm sure they will. And uh, and you know, they let's take nothing away from Billa Ricky I think their number nine, obviously again, don't know her name. She scored a 35 yard R folly that that was ridiculous, and it would have you know, it don't matter whether it was men's football, women's football, it, it, you just had to stand up and applaud it. You could have had two goalkeepers in goal and it would have gone in, you know what I mean? It was, um... No,
3: indeed, indeed. And and Harry as well, I mean, um, to to a point, uh, I don't know how to word this, but as, as I said, this was your first live women's football game and and obviously you heard, um, you've you watched some more of the sort of higher level football, the international bits and pieces, I I know from talking to you, you dabbled in a bit of WSL, you know, you saw the the highlights on BT Sport, but considering Millwall are a sixth tier regional team, albeit one that's looking up, and Biliriki are are a national side, so, you know, they do play at a high level, was you actually, without putting words in your mouth, mate, be brutally honest, but was you actually pleasantly surprised with the quality, considering there is that negative stigma that,
4: that that Nick Nick and I spoke about last week. The, the way I'd the way I'd describe it is that the highs the, the high side of the quality is is very good. There are parts of the of the game that necessarily aren't as good, which I think I saw a bit like actually a bit like the Millwall men's team. You know, if if you're slightly off it, anyone can look bang average. You, you know what I mean? So. It's difficult for me to say that, but I was I was pleasantly surprised in the intensity, if that makes sense. I I thought yeah. the it there was you know there was a little bit of needle. Um, I mean, again, forgive me, but I think it's the striker called Abby Abigail, Abby. Abby yeah. yeah, yeah. She she loves a little bit of a little bit of needle. She was really really needling her centre half, and I, and I love it. You know, I want to see. You know, we like a little bit of that at Millwall with a great deal respect, not dirty or anything. Um, to out there, but she she wanted a battle. She wanted to get that ball. She wanted to put a tackle in. And I kind of maybe is the same. You know, probably a bit uh, men's international football. A good challenge is punished um, now in the in the modern game, and there wasn't that in women's games. So it's a little bit more. I felt there was a little bit more contact than I was expecting, which is good. Um, and I thought some of the actual the tactical play in terms of the ideas of the girls, you know, they were making really intelligent runs a couple of times, good wing play, um, which surprised me if I'm being be- brutally honest. And yeah, I mean, I I, I I can, that wouldn't be something where I'd, I've sat and watched, you know, with the greatest deal of respect to BT Sport, I've sat and watched a conference on BT Sport, the men's conference. And the quality of that isn't, much better than what I watched from the girls. Do you, do you understand? What I mean, it's not, you know, they're, they're, it's still the same game. I wouldn't I wouldn't expect somebody to turn around and say to me, they've gone and watched that and they were unhappy. Do, do yeah, you understand? Course, yes. They didn't see the same, the same game. It, um, despite it being one-sided at times, which I think it was for the first 20 minutes, after that first 20 minutes, it was a competitive game of football. And that was, you know, with the greatest of respect after... Well, the last game I went to live was the West Brom game in the storm that we had. Hmm, um, yeah. Obviously, men's side. so that was the first time that I'd seen live football. Since then, was it the same as going to Mill? Going to the Den, of course it wasn't. Um, but you know, I will say that if you have got a young family and if you've got you know girls who are interested in football or even your boys are interested in football and you can't necessarily get to the den this season, please go and watch the girls because the the thing is is that uh, we've touched on it on on other act pods is that kids watching live football is a is a pleasure, and it's not a pleasure that everyone can afford to do. and I, I think that you know whether it be men's football or women's football. If you go and support the club, whether it be the lionesses or you go and support the men's side, you know, this season, that matters more than ever. So when we are allowed back into grounds, whenever that may be, men and women, um, you know, we'll, you should go and support them, really, because you'll. I think you will be pleasantly surprised. And I'm not I'm not just saying that, you know, because I'm on this pod and I want fans or whatever, you know I me, mean, I, I say it how it is and... and I generally believe you will have a good out, uh, a good day out and a nice time there. And and at the end of the day, they are trying to be successful, uh, and that's that's nice. There's ambition to go up that league. So the worst you're going to see, hopefully, the worst you're going to see of that side is that them in this division for the season they're coming up to. Do you know what I mean? You're going to see those those girls develop into into young women and better football players because it is such a a young side no, indeed
3: no no you're right and um I, I, I think that's actually uh that's actually quite a, quite a nice 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 way to finish it if, if honest um would you agree Ryan
0: yeah really really good message I think Harry's pretty much answered any questions really I could give him you know the the commitment of the players that the aggression and the attitude that he's touched on you know it, it all come it all aligns with the messages that we're getting from the club that um you know that's what they want to see And, yeah, I don't think I I couldn't have put it better myself what what Harry's just said. So, yeah, so I think that looks like um, we can wrap up then. Um, Harry, as you are our special guest today, you have the honor of doing the bye for now. Oh, okay. Well, uh, bye for now.
1: Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra.